0: Welcome back to another episode of Brick House. I'm your host Bob Johnson, and I'm with, uh, as always, Matt Baker. Hey, how are you? Um, well, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Hey, joining thanks for me. having me. We got the number twenty-five team to talk about today. This is great. I got to say, I I'm putting them at twenty-five, and that's that's hopeful. And I'm not saying that you know. I hope they're not going to be worse than this. I hope they don't get any better than this. Ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just so enjoyable where they are now. And I'm talking, of course, about the Sacramento Kings, number 25 on the Brickhouse Countdown of the worst to best NBA teams. Sacramento Kings are falling apart. And they're falling apart at the seams, and it's really fun. Yeah, really fun to watch. Everything about them has been a source of humor. Uh, They have a new owner, relatively new owner Vivek Ranadive, who has been uh, duped by about six or seven of the league's GMs already in trades. His first couple years in the league. Oh, we got plenty to talk about with him. This team is like Sharknado, Matt. The reason why they're like Sharknado is they've accidentally created a hilarious and entertaining experience, but it probably was not what they were going for at first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I say, I'm hoping Vivek and everyone in the King's organization just embraces this calamity. Previously on the Sacramento Kings. Uh, before they got a new owner, they were accused of making stupid cheap decisions all the time with the Maloof brothers running yeah. the show. Uh, since they got a no- new owner they've been accused of making stupid expensive decisions <laughs> <laughs> they drafted a shooting guard the last 2 years and Ben McLemore and Nick Stauskis who's already been traded they've been the only suitor for a handful of players the rest of the league considers overvalued and overpaid see Rudy Gay Josh Smith Jean Rondo they hired a coach before their GM which is a fatal uh, mistake in the NBA And then they fired their coach. Then they hired a president of basketball operations and failed to inform their GM that he was their superior, uh, Vladdy Divac. That's when Pete D'Alessandro left the team to go to the Denver Nuggets. Then they fired their replacement coach. Then they hired George Carl. Then George Carl promptly suggested they trade their star player to Marcus Cousins. Yeah,
1: he he didn't even have two feet in the door before he started making enemies.
0: Uh, just around the NBA draft this year, the DeMarcus Cousins trade rumors started to fly. And then to try and uh, dissuade the public from, from thinking that that was true, the George Carl is going to be fired rumors started to go around. Amazing. Everybody in the NBA just watched on as this team became a bigger and bigger hurricane twister of sharks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you did. You brought it all together. Who's that? I've heard it pronounced both ways. He was actually, I first heard about him in a Malcolm Gladwell book, uh, David vs. Goliath, where they talk about. Is this pre
1: Sacramento Kings? ownership uh right around the same time
0: i think it was right around the same time he actually bought a minority share of the warriors before he bought the kings but i'll get to that um but in david versus goliath he was featured because he was this tech super smart billionaire even then uh, but he had a girls basketball team that he coached his daughter's girls basketball team and the as the story goes you know he's from um india Bombay now Mumbai and uh, growing up, you know, he always liked sports and he looked at basketball and thought it was strange that that the players would concede the players on defense would concede essentially three quarters of the court every time you made a basket. And he just didn't think that made sense. Like you should play defense full court, put more pressure on the offense. So this like sixth 40 grade minutes
1: of hell type thing, where yeah. you're just locking them down the whole time.
0: Yeah, which works for you know, fifth and sixth grade girls basketball sure. teams. And in fact, you know, he brought these team of girls who were all like Silicon Valley millionaires' daughters, uh, and thus not very good at basketball, not very competitive with the uh, with the inner city girls. And uh, they ended up winning a bunch of games because of this uh, unconventional style pressing the entire game, essentially, yeah. and giving them a better chance uh, to win against a, a superior opponent, hence the David versus Goliath. A superior fifth-grade girls' opponent. <laughs> exactly. Okay, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, he's a super smart guy. He went to MIT after always dreaming of going to MIT since he saw a documentary about the school. Uh, got his. That was
1: called Twenty One, and it starred <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Sorry
0: about Breaking Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he got his uh, his bachelor's and his master's degree in electrical engineering from MIT. Uh, so then... this is clearly a very smart yeah. guy. Oh, by the way, he was accepted when he was sixteen years old. Um, but in the time in the seventies, the Indian government did not release foreign currency for cins- citizens to study abroad, so he had to talk his way into the office of the Reserve Bank of India. Got the required exchange of a quarter of the tuition, uh, and landed up in ended up in the United States with less than a hundred dollars to his name. Wow! After MIT got his master's in business from Harvard, started his first company, which is tech- uh, Technicron which is credited with digitizing Wall Street through use of real-time computing. Uh, in '97, he founded this company, TIBCO, uh, that apply, applies the same real-time software to other industries. Uh, in his first year with TIBCO, they made $50 million in revenue. And then teamed with CBS Sportsline to offer this real time computing to be able to give real time news updates about the NFL, Sounds PGA, like NBA. Huge, huge stuff. Yeah. Huge stuff. Uh, by 2014, he sold Tibco for $4.3 billion. Okay. Uh, in 2010, he bought a, major- a minority share of the Golden State Warriors. But uh, when the Sacramento Kings were on the market, when the Maloofs, uh, couldn't pay their their bills anymore uh there was a lot of talk about sacramento or the kings going to seattle he bought the majority share at the time 65 percent for 348 million dollars which was a record-setting evaluation for any nba franchise
1: remember um at that time even kevin johnson the mayor of sacramento
0: right campaigning uh, to campaign keep the team and- there
1: but they had that huge thing—the last home game that season. Remember, they had like the Maloose talked and a bunch of people talked because they there was legitimate thought that that might be the last game in Sacramento. Right? They had a, it was a really big thing that actually ended up being solved uh, within weeks. You, right. You know, but it it I, it looked for a minute like that it could be the end of the Kings.
0: This is a happy feel good story for everyone uh, not from Seattle.
1: <laughs> yeah, well there haven't been many happy basketball
0: stories for Seattle over the past not a while. eight years, yeah. Vivek Ronadive, he's waking up thinking, Hey, you know, I've done I've done some things that only a handful of people on this planet yeah. have ever been able to do. What do surely I surely I could make Rudy Gay and Josh Smith and Rajan Rondo work together? Yeah. it... <laughs> I know. Why don't we I, get the uh, coach most famous for criticizing his players? Yeah, that'll <laughs> work. Let's see what happens. I know when
1: I when I find like an extra hundred dollars somehow, the first thought that goes through my mind is like, oh, I should just go buy a PlayStation Four. Like even <laughs> in my mind, when I I translate a hundred dollars into, well, now I can afford something that's five hundred dollars. So if this guy has billions, yeah, he just he probably just buys things and then gives them away.
0: And now, the starting lineup for your Sacramento Kings! If we were looking at their their depth chart just from halfway through last season, you looked at it and it was half the team was power forwards. Yeah. Now, when you look up their depth chart, the power forward position is literally empty. Yeah. When last year they had Jason Thompson... Derek Williams, Carl Landry, and Thomas Robinson—yeah, all decent rotation NBA players, still rotation NBA players—all gone. It just you know, I understand trading two of them, but why all four of them? You yeah, know, someone has to play for the team. Right. <laughs> Wes Matthews isn't a power forward; he wasn't going to fill that spot
1: unless they unless they wanted to go ultra low like they wanted to just do a run and gun type thing with (laughs) Kufas, yeah or but they also have rudy gay out there like it yeah so why why did they
0: want i guess they would have gun with cousins i've heard about that i've heard the Vivek suggesting that they do a run running style offense with cousins and it just makes no sense he's one of the best post-up big men in the league
1: yeah, and so this I was going to say earlier. This is kind of why I don't mind the Willie Colley, Willie Colley Stein draft pick. Colley Stein is not an offensive threat, but he is he can play defense, and he can he. Luckily, uh, they did. Cousins and Carl did have that awkward not at all forced like handshake during summer league or something oh yeah just some like uh, okay like the when Shaq and Kobe would like shake hands sort of before games
0: you know Um, people might look at the at the lineup and say you know Cousins is improving he's become closer and closer to you know undeniable top 10 player in the league Collison's a decent player Rondo's gonna be playing for playing for his contract life yeah. on this team. Rudy gay as well, gonna gonna need to get another contract in the next year or two. People think might that might translate to more wins, but I think with George Carl at the helm and uh, you know, the comp- combining cousins with any sort of head case player like Josh Smith or Rajon Rondo is just such Obviously, yeah. asking for trouble. I think the combination of Rondo, George, Carl, and yeah. Cousins is going to be just so volatile that they're going to have to start trading players.
1: Okay, if they run out, if they run out of a, fi- a starting five, or if they ever run out these five of Rondo, Macklemore, Gay, Collie, Stein, and Cousins on the court at the same time, that's insane. Not in like a great no way. Shooting. Well, but it's just insane. It' like Rondo, who's weird. Mclemore, you never know what he's doing. It, it's Gay just can't explosive. Shoot. Rondo like, can't that, shoot. That might be the that might be a starting five that could literally get on a, get a, in a fight on the court with each
0: other. <laughs> Let's hope so. That would be the climax of uh, of the Sacramento Kings season. Record prediction. Where where you see them finishing this year? Last year they were. 29 and
1: 53 man i honestly this is a team that i think could compete for the number one overall pick i think they have enough sort of talent to probably sneak out 24 wins 25 wins maybe okay it's going to be a stretch They'll. I,
0: i got them at the same record as the t wolves 28 and 54 23 or i had 23 i have them as the same record as the next team but one less win than last year, about the same. Oh, about so you at 28. 28, yeah. What the fuck has anything got to do with LeBron James? What are they? He was in the news just the other day. You don't say. There's a company that's claiming that a single tweet from LeBron James is worth $140,000. Wow. Or $1,000 per character. Uh, That's because he has 23.2 million Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. Uh, This uh, this evaluation, and the Twitter followers for that matter, is more than twice the value of the runners-up for who would have the most valuable tweet in the sports world. There's a... four of them three of them are basketball players and one of them lives in las vegas who do you let's see if you can guess the four
1: the other four
0: who would have the most twitter followers and uh you know thus uh, valuable in the the, the sports world in the sports world three Uh, basketball players
1: can i guess the non-basketball player sure pete rose no. Oh he lives in Las Vegas, doesn't he? <laughs> uh the other three the other a boxer. Uh Mayweather. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to guess Pete Rose. <laughs> uh the th- other three basketball players, goodness, would be uh Kevin Durant. Yes. Tim Duncan would be hilarious, but that's not Tim Duncan. He probably doesn't
0: even have an email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's uh,
0: carrier pigeons that he trades.
1: Is Anthony Davis on there? No, he's not.
0: No. Uh Harden the other two Steph Curry. the other two are kobe bryant and oh, yeah. dwight howard
1: kobe and dwight i would have gotten to them eventually.
0: And now it's time for a personal anecdote with Matt Baker
1: Favorite movie always seems to be always seems to kind of like ebb and flow
0: What is it change between Breakfast Club and
1: Home yeah, Alone Yeah of course those yeah. were the two <laughs> uh, actor I'll just say uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Okay. Cuz I love Sherlock. I just like his his vibe.
0: What what was your favorite movie growing up? I mean, did you when when you had a go-to answer for this? What was?
1: Billy Madison, nice. I think. Uh an actress? I really like the TV show Veronica Mars, so we might go oh, with Kristen Bell on that one. Good. Or like Natalie
0: Portman. I like
1: a ton of Natalie Portman movies, nice. so
0: can't go yeah. wrong.
1: Wow, that was a that was a tough one. I
0: there's going to be so many more. <laughs> yeah. Braid Busters. 24. Just more you wait. Teams. On the next episode of Brick House. They're the fourth or fifth most popular basketball team in their state, and their state only has one NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming up next on Brick House.